You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. All right, my dear friends, good evening. I hope everyone is doing well wherever you may be. Uh, we are talking about a very important topic because our sages tell us that order is the essence of this world. When there is disorder, there is chaos. And even if this disorder is not in the world outside, but the world inside, if the world inside is in disorder, then we've got some problems. So let's talk a little bit about it. The first thing we will learn is that order comes from clarity of mind. When one has clarity of mind, when one has organization in the mind, they have order in every other area of life. So the more we're able to make sure that our mind is clear, the more we'll be able to have order in other areas of life. We'll also try to learn not to overload our days and schedules. If we have an overloaded schedule, if we have an overloaded day, it's very easy for us to get out of order. As well, we're going to try to talk about taking small projects and working up. Working up means don't chew off more than you can swallow. And then we'll try to teach ourselves to write everything down. Today we use technology so we can make notes on our on our iPhones or our, our tablets or whatever it is that we use. We can make little notes to remind ourselves of things. But let's talk about this. The world functions because of order. Everything we have in this world operates because there is an order in this world. If you were to ask Google right now or Siri or Alexa, what time is sunset in Arizona today? You will have the exact second of sunset. And if you ask what time was sun sunset or sunrise in Jerusalem in 1904 on April 13th, they will tell you why. Because there's an order in this world, and that order doesn't change one iota. That order is perfect. The way God created this world, is we say, God orders, organizes all of the galaxies, everything, the world spins perfectly on its axis. The stars are each the exact place they need to be at each exact moment. The constellations, everything is in order. God's world is order. Our world, now that's a different story. Every day, sunrise, sunset, the seasons, the holidays, order. In fact, the Pesach Seder we know is called a Seder. Seder is order. Ever wonder the Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments. The Commandments. No, no, no. There's an order to it. You know why? Because the Ten Commandments correlate to the Ten Utterings of Creation that correlate to the Ten Plagues that were in Egypt. And they all respond perfectly in a perfect order. We discussed how this works and how each one relates to the other. Uh, how God's utterance of there shall be light 
corresponds to the darkness in the plagues and how that also relates to one of the Ten Commandments. Either way, the galaxies orbit in complete perfection. It is impossible for a person to grow in their own personal life without order. We need to have order. Now, now this is not about getting your desk organized, you know, spring cleaning. That's not the idea here. The idea is that our life should be in order. Everything in our life should be in order. So organizing our day, our sleep, when we wake up, our meals, our prayers, our rest, our schmoozing, our exercise, this is critically important for our day to function properly. So if we are to take a an accounting for ourselves of what is the most important thing for us, what do we want to accomplish? So where are we fitting that into our day? If our day is chaos, we'll never fit it into our day. If our day is organized, if we have order in our lives, if we have priorities, then that all changes. So the first thing that we always talk about is slow steps, slow and steady steps. The first step in order is know what you want to accomplish. What do I want to accomplish? Do I want to have order in my mornings? So maybe I need some help at night. Do I want to organize uh, the way I, the time that I have to think about my own personal character traits? When am I designating that time? Or are we just running from thing to thing to thing to thing? They say that the way a man gets the mail is that he gets the mail, and as he's with the mail in his hand at the mailbox, he sees that some of the shrubs need to be uh, watered. So he puts down the mail, he goes to get the hose. While he's in the shed, he realizes that some of the tools are not organized. So he starts organizing the shed. Once he's there, he realizes that, you know, and, and from thing to thing, and that mail is still back there by the mailbox. But if a person has order, then they know that this, and I'm not talking about, look, I'm, I'm plenty ADHD myself. Okay, I go from thing to thing all day. But I try to keep myself in order by organizing my priorities. I use uh, Google, and we have this amazing app called Google Keep. And in that Google Keep, I have about a thousand different notes. And one of those most important notes is called today. And these are the things I try every night to prepare. What are the things I need to do for, to, for the next day? And if, it's, if teaching a class is part of it, then great. So I'll have teaching, have you have the class that I teach, make sure that I have my notes prepared, that I'm organized, that I have it ready. Then I have other things, right? I have to be by shul for morning prayers. I have to be by shul for afternoon prayers. I have to be by shul for evening prayers. Okay, so that goes into my order. Then I have to prepare for class. I have to drop a podcast. Okay, it's a shameless plug. We just dropped another podcast, Unboxing Judaism podcast. You can go check that out. I did that together with Rabbi Yaakov Nagel. We just dropped our sixth episode. Uh, we talk about why should we learn Torah? Why learn Torah? It's a very interesting conversation. It's about 40 minutes long. But there needs to be time allotted for that. And sometimes that goes over time. So you need to be, for me, the most important thing is flexibility. But sometimes when you're too flexible, you don't have order. So you have to be able to designate certain things, certain priorities, so that they get done. 
What can I already institute in my daily life and just organize it? For example, a rabbi once told me, there was a whole group of us, and we asked him, this guy is involved with so many different things. He was involved with running a girl's school and running a boys' school and running a this and running a that and have this institution. And then it's a, he was running 10 different organizations and he was a very organized person. So we asked him, what's your secret to your order? He said, my secret is that I have one thing in the day that is never compromised. And that is lunch at one o'clock. Every single day, no matter what I'm doing, at one o'clock, I have my lunch. What happens before is one thing. What happens after is another thing. But at one o'clock, I have my lunch. And that's his order. That grounds his day. Now, as Jews, we have that not only with lunch, but we have that with our morning, afternoon, and evening services. Every morning, we go to synagogue. That's a structure to the day. Every evening, we have our minchamarev service. That's a structure to the day. So it puts, okay, if I want to do something before, this puts a certain foundation to that part of the day. And if a person can have, and by the way, we mentioned this when we talked about speech, we mentioned that a person should take a specific time of day where in this time they won't talk Lashon Hara. They won't talk about other people. Not good, not bad. We don't talk about other people during this time. What that does is it grounds that part of your day. And now, no matter what happens, at 10 o'clock to 10.05 every morning, or 10 o'clock to 10.15 every morning, that's when I don't talk about people. And you know what's going to happen after you decide to do that? Your friend tomorrow at 9.30 is going to say, is it, is it okay I come over for coffee tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock? Well, that's my time. I don't talk about people. And I know what happens when we go for coffee. So that's how the Yetzirah works. The Yetzirah never gives us a break. But the more order we have, the more structure there is in our lives, in our daily schedule, the less ability for a Yetzirah to beat us up. We need to watch over our time. Very important for us to watch over our time. Order indicates a will power of a person. Willpower is a very important thing. The Talmud says, The way in which a person, person wills to go, a willpower, you will to go in a certain direction, the heavens will guide you there. They will guide you. And they will carry you there. If someone wants to, David, this also applies too. If you want to become the next Babe Ruth and you really, really, really want it, you can still be the next Babe Ruth. The idea behind this is that if you really want something, you'll end up attaining it. You have to really, really want it though. Don't try to do too much. And this is the problem that most people fall into when they start with this trait is they say, okay, you know what? As soon as we're done with this lecture, I'm going to go to my room, and I'm going to start organizing my room, and then I'm going to go to my desk, and I'm going to start organizing my desk, and then I'm going to go to the kitchen, I'm going to organize the kitchen, and then, and before you know it, you're very tired, and you're knocked out, and what happens? Tomorrow morning you wake up, and you see this huge mess, and you're like, uh, now what? I'm just, I can't now, because now I just can't, right? 
And what happens is it becomes a bigger and bigger and bigger mess, all from trying to organize it. So what we need to do is take something very small and accomplish it and succeed at it. Take something that's small, another something, and then hopefully conclude and succeed at it. One small step at a time. If we overload, we will burn out. It's like trying to skip a rung on a monkey bar or on the ladder. We know that uh, it's it's very risky. We try to climb a ladder. We know Jacob had a ladder. It resembles a step-by-step growth process. It's a system that works if you don't jump. When we try to attain this trait, it is critically important that we not try to jump. We need to watch and protect our schedule, and it's not easy. Particularly people of leadership. What I mean by leadership is that anybody who has anyone who's dependent on them, whether it be a spouse, a child, a community, you're a person of leadership. Your time is not always yours. Your time is not always yours, right? So a parent who's being very responsible with their time can get a phone call, God forbid, that their child ran into a pole in school and needs to be picked up, and now your day is shot. These things happen. So everyone needs to be protective of their schedule and allow for some wiggle room sometimes because sometimes you'll need that that buffer. That's one of the things that I, if I, if I take away something from what we're learning here tonight, maybe I'll uh, be able to add that to my schedule. Order, our sages tell us, is compared to a chain of gems. You know, what is more important, the clasp or the gems? You have a beautiful pearl bracelet or pearl necklace. What's more valuable, the clasp or the pearls? So everyone says the pearls. That's true. But if you don't have a clasp, you have no pearls either. So while that little clasp is so insignificant, it holds it all together. That clasp is what our sages say is order. You can have many virtues and many qualities, but if you don't have order, there's nothing holding them together. And that's what what we're working on. Is we spoke about many traits already. We spoke about 14 traits to be exact so far in this series. But now we have to start putting that clasp, all of those traits, start putting them together. We must have order in order to accomplish that. Our order holds our qualities together. Keeping order needs consistent refreshers and strengthening. Sometimes to keep order, you'll need to stop an enjoyable conversation. You're in the middle of having a good time, but you know what? My order requires for me to stop this conversation now. Or, and obviously do it in the nicest way without hurting people or insulting people, but uh, it's going to require a person to even get out of bed when they're tired for order. You might have to quit while you're enjoying a hobby. And only a stubborn person. Now, stubbornness is generally not a positive trait. But in this case, stubbornness is a very good thing. It's a very good tool. And that is a stubborn person will succeed in attaining the trait of order. Only a stubborn person.
So if someone, for example, is trying to work on bedtime, they go to sleep at a normal hour, so they can wake up at a normal hour. They're going to have to quit some exciting conversations. And when friends visit and it's getting late, they'll have to excuse themselves, say, I'm sorry, i got to go to sleep. Everyone can stay, enjoy, have a good time, lock up when you're done. But I have to go to sleep, right? You're going to have to um, give up on certain exciting opportunities, perhaps, that come your way so that you can keep and maintain that order. It is recommended to set aside a few minutes a day to review your order. Of Yerucham, my grandfather of blessed memories, rabbi, that he learned by in the mirror in Poland, he did so for years. He had a time in his schedule every day where he reviewed his order. There's a story that's told. One of the great sages in, back in Europe went to visit his son in yeshiva, and everyone so, wow, this great rabbi is coming to visit his son in the yeshiva. They said, oh, come, we'll show you where your son is sitting in the study hall. He said, no, show me his dorm room. He came into the room. He looked. He saw his bed was neat. He saw. He opened up his closet. He saw everything was organized. He says, I don't need to see him. I will, but I don't need to see him in the study hall because I see from his desk. I see from his bed. I see from his, his closet, his cabinet. It's in order. And therefore, it's telling about how he's doing in yeshiva. When one is, has order in their life, they're in a good place. When, you know, you ever see, um, you get a notification on your phone, police chase in Los Angeles or whatever, right? So it's unbelievable. It's riveting television. They say the ratings for that is higher than anything. It's great for ratings. So they, when they finally catch the guy and they pull him out of the car, do you ever wonder if, like, it's just a clean, neat car? No, it's always a mess. Everything is a mess. You know why? Because their entire lives is a mess. It's an indication, one on the other. It's very rare you'll see someone in a suit and tie get out of that pickup truck and be organized. No, no, no. It's usually someone who's tattered and in disarray. Because it's an indication one on the other. What's going on inside is usually showing outside. And what's going on outside is usually showing on the inside. So it's important. Take time out of your day, perhaps, to evaluate your order. We can all feel the pleasure of a day that has been filled with order and the feeling of fulfillment that it brings. We all know the joy, the excitement when we had a great day. Everything that was on that Google Keep, everything that was on that list was checked off. Boom, that's a great day. It was order. Order brings tremendous satisfaction to one's life. If you meet someone confused and unsure, you'll generally find that they're lacking order in their day or in their life. It's usually the reason why they're confused. Sometimes the reason people are lacking order is because they are too focused on the short-term picture instead of the big long-term picture, which is we always have to have two perspectives in our mind. One is our big picture, our long-term goal. What do I want to accomplish? Put together a plan, a business plan. How am I going to accomplish this spiritually? We should have spiritual goals. Set them out. 
okay, now I have to have short-term goals. What am I going to do for step one and step two and step three and step four? Uh, I remember, David, you asked a few weeks ago, well, if we're learning, what should we learn? What, where should we start? We want to learn. Oh, that's the first thing. We want to learn. Now, how we get there, those are the short-term things, but we have to have that long-term goal in mind constantly to keep on motivating us to accomplish those goals. And then those little accomplishments along the way. So now, there are always exceptions. And the ex exceptions are almost a rule. Life has exceptions. You want to hear about a few exceptions? Vacation. Vacation is an exception. Vacation becomes very difficult for us to manage a set, a, a, an order, a schedule in our lives when we're on vacation because vacation is no schedule. So that throws everything off. Every seventh day we have Shabbos. Shabbos is a whole different type of order. But Shabbos takes away our daily routine because it's a different routine. Holidays. Holidays are also, whether it be legal holidays or Jewish holidays, they change our schedule. They change everything. That, so how do we organize for that? It is crucial that for that, we prepare. It requires contemplation. It requires planning. And don't underestimate the preparation that's needed for it. You can change it, you can adjust it, but don't lose your priorities. So yeah, you're on vacation, you don't need to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and read the market uh, news and see where the stocks are holding. You don't need to do that. Okay, but you still need to function, you still need to eat, you still need to do your exercise. There are things and we need to make sure that even if you're on vacation, it doesn't mean that we have to be on a tight schedule. But it means that we don't neglect our priorities, things that are important for us in our lives. Of course, there are always exceptions and situations that we didn't anticipate. Beyond holidays, beyond Shabbos, beyond vacations, there are always exceptions like we mentioned. Your child calls. We had yesterday a breakfast, a special brunch for um, the first responders. And we did a calculation of how many times in the past year People left what they were busy with to go help someone else. 592 times. Whether it was dinner, you name it. They stopped what they were doing to help someone else. So that also can break up the order. And it's, it's not easy to just swing right back into the order of life. When you have sudden chaos and you have an emergency that, that, that arises... So that's different. You have, and you don't prepare for that because you never know when it's going to happen. That you never know, you never expect it. But as emergency situations arise, as a rabbi, I have emergency situations arise. I had a call one night at 1.30 in the morning. I get a call from a woman. Who I, I know her and her husband. I officiated their wedding. And she calls me and she says, Rabbi, I need you in my house right now. I want you to get my husband out of the house and I don't want to ever see him again. This is 1.30 in the morning. So I go to their house and I sit down with them. They're very happily married, thank God. But that night was a long night for me. All right, so I'm sitting with them for two hours. And now what? 
right? My night is shot. My next day is shot. But that's the reality of how things were. You have to learn to compensate with other things. I sometimes wonder how my life would be if I worked for AT&T and I showed up at 8 o'clock in the morning and I left at 4 o'clock. I would probably go nuts. But emergencies always come up. Urgent situations that remove our order. If order is truly instituted in our regular areas of life, then even when emergencies come up, we will succeed in restoring order. We spoke about alacrity. I think this is the first trait that we spoke about in this series. And I've been working a lot on that because the opposite of that is laziness. And we're going to talk about laziness. We're going to get to that. But you know what's incredible? I realized, and this, is, this has become my MO, if it's something I'm going to need to do anyway, then I might as well do it now. Now is always better than pushing it off to later. I'll give you an example. If you're going to have to do the laundry anyway, at a later point, you might as well do it now. The only reason a person doesn't do it now is because I just don't want to do it now. I want to do something else now because I want to push it off. I want to just be lazy now. If So this became my policy. I'll give you an example. I had just last week was my most recent epiphany of this specific trait. I think it was uh, Friday. I was running around doing a lot of things, organizing for Shabbos, and there was a garbage bag that needed to be taken out to the trash bin. So I was like, ah, I'll just get it later. I'm like, no, that's my rule. If I'm going to need to get it later, I might as well do it now. But then I realized I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to do it now. So I went ahead and threw it out now because I didn't want to. So when I don't want to, that's when I do it. It helped me clarify this idea in my mind that it's not because it's not important. It is important. It needs to get done. And if it's going to get done, I might as well do it now. Because that's where laziness... You see, here's the difference. Now is much more valuable than later. Because later may not be. The Mishnah tells us a very important lesson. The Mishnah tells us, Al Tomar Efne Eshne. The Mishnah says in, in Ethics of Our Fathers, don't say, when I have free time, then I'll review my studies. Because you may not have free time. That may not ever happen. So I say, just tell us, do it now. Do it now. The Mishnah tells us another lesson relating to this. Always repent one day before your death, it says. Who knows what day that's going to be? Might as well. If you need to do something anyway, do it now. Don't wait, because by pushing it off, that is laziness. Okay, so a person who does not put order, a person who doesn't put order in challenging situations, in, like we said, vacation or holidays uh, or Shabbos, they don't put, they could lose a tremendous amount um, it's definitely going to ensure that they will waste time. They're going to waste a lot of time. Time is precious. And what we need to do is we need to, our ordinary tasks, 
needs to be with as much structure and order as possible. The things that you do, keep that routine. I'll tell you for myself. You need to make sure that it starts, you start the day. The, the beginning of the day is so important. Almost daily, we have situations that are unexpected and can be exceptions. Two most important spiritual functions to help with the order we mentioned. Number one is prayer, three times a day. We have a set place. We have a set time for prayer. It's very interesting that our sages tell us a person should have a set place for prayer. You come to synagogue, where do you sit? Same seat. Why? It says that the Almighty waits for you in your seat. He waits to hear you. So now you're sitting here. Next time you're sitting there. Next time you're sitting there. God is like, well, where, where is this guy? So tell us about order. And learning Torah. It's a very important thing. Learning Torah. You know what it says about learning Torah every day? It says, Kavata itim la Torah. Set time for Torah study. It doesn't say study Torah every day. It says that also, by the way. But it says, kavata itim. It should be kavua. Kavua means steady, orderly, organized, scheduled. Our sages write even more about this, Mishnah. That organized study is more beneficial than unorganized study. So let me give an example. Someone has a study partner that they learn with every morning at 9 o'clock in the morning. They will benefit more from that Torah study that they have every morning at 9 o'clock in the morning than the person that, that has, I'll learn sometimes here, I'll learn sometimes there, I'll learn sometimes here. And then what happens? The great sages, if you look at how great they became, they became great because of consistency. They were consistent in their learning. You know, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who I love saying stories about Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein finished the entire tractate of Shabbat every Shabbat. 52 weeks a year, he finished the tractate of Shabbat at least 52 times a year. It's a lot of pages. It's a lot. It's a big one. You know why? Because he had an order for every minute of the day. There wasn't a minute that wasn't structured and organized. When someone is too rigid, then by definition, they're never going to be flexible. And sometimes human beings need to be flexible. You need to be able to adapt for situations. It is important to have balance. If a person doesn't have balance, we go crazy. We become extremists. Right? You have to have balance. So in anything, even in a good trait, there has to be balance. Because too much of that, without a balance, without leveling it, can lead to someone who's a rigid, someone who can have a bad temper sometimes because it doesn't go his way. So they, those usually, they, they can go together. Also sometimes very unpleasant for other people who don't know them uh, to get to know them because they're just so rigid. But children need stability. Children need order. They thrive in that order. Thrive. And the more organized, again, you can't have two Gestapo parents educating a child, right? We see this from, it's very interesting. 
we see Abraham was a man of kindness. So Abraham, everything went. He loved everyone, all of humanity. He was the first, he was the quintessential liberal. He had the the tent open on all four sides. He was the first soup kitchen. Whoever passed by, please come. We'll give you something to eat. We'll give you something to drink. No problem, whatever you want. But that brought a child that was an extremist of that. And that was Yishmael. Yishmael was an adulterer. Oh, love is love and everything. Who cares right now? Right? And he was an adulterer. The opposite of Abraham was Isaac. Isaac was law and order. You can say he was the first Republican, okay? First conservative Republican, Isaac. He was get up by bootstraps and you get a job and there's no free handouts. So we're going to give you what you need to succeed, but you're not getting a free handout. Now, what type of wife should we get for Isaac? Abraham says to his servant, find a woman who is kind. Because kindness needs to balance out that structure. So while Isaac was law and order, he was you take responsibility for yourself. You go get yourself a job. You needed a wife like Rebecca, who is the pinnacle of kindness, like Abraham. Abraham's wife was Sarah. Sarah, for, Sarah was a tough cookie. Right? They bounced. She kicked Hagar out of her house. She didn't like her. Out. Goodbye. So you have to have that the the hard shell and the soft inside. You need to have that that complement each other. If you have two parents who are going to be very tough on the child, it's going to be very difficult. If you have two parents who are going to be too light on the child and they're just kind, lovey-dovey and everything, then there's no structure. Right, so there has to they have they have to complement each other. Now, my wife always says, "Oh yes, so who am I? Which one am I?" <laughs> so, I say we we have to complement each other, and we each fill because, you know, in a way, my wife is sometimes very soft, and way sometimes I am very soft, and we have to sometimes balance each other out. It's like my kids sometimes they talk between themselves. If you want certain things, you go ask mommy. If you want certain things, you ask, you know, Abba. You have to know who to ask what. Because we all have our things that this is, but it's important to have order. Children need to have order. They need to have structure. And they thrive with that structure. There is almost no situation that can be controlled without order. Almost no situation. You need to have order. I'll give you an example. Anyone who's familiar with um, uh, what happened in Hurricane Katrina, uh, in in Louisiana, New Orleans, it was a terrible, terrible uh, natural disaster, followed by a terrible leadership disaster. What happened? There was total chaos. There was no leadership. There was no organization. Nobody knew how many people were injured. Nobody knew how many people were killed. Nobody knew how many people needed help. Nobody. It was a total, total chaos. So they came up with a national system called NIMS, the National Incident Management System, which now across the United States, there's the same standard that is applied. You have an incident commander, and then you have systems that, that, and it works. It's a system which is orderly, organized, so that 
in such a chaos situation, you need order. And you need to be prepared for that order, with that order. For cases that are, we all in our lives have our little Katrinas. We have our little things that come up that throw everything off schedule and throw everything out of balance. You need to have a reserve of order to put things back in to a structure. Now, obviously, there are, there are extreme situations, but every day we can identify some elements of order in our day. Because if we don't, that lack of order can lead to fear, can lead to worry, can lead to stress and anxiety, can lead to anger, can lead to chaos. We need to find something, which is why I think the brilliance of prayer every day, three times a day, is so incredible, because that anchors us in our day. You know that you're speaking to God three times a day, and whatever chaos happens, I still have my meeting soon with God. That's when I get grounded again. Our sages tell us that Yosef, Joseph, one of the tribes, he merited such incredible greatness because of his trait of order. Potiphar gave him the keys to his house. His master gave him the keys to his house. You manage everything. The wealthiest man in Egypt. He said, Joseph, you take care. Why? Order. He saw that Yosef had order in his life. The jail gave him to rule. And Pharaoh did as well. We mentioned on Pesach, we have the Seder. Seder is order. Do you know what the Mishnah is called? The Mishnah is called the Shisha Sidre Mishnah. The six orders of Mishnah. There's a structure to it. There's a steadiness to it. That order is what puts it all together. There are many different ideas that we talk about in the Mishnah. We have pearls that date, date all the way back to Moses at Mount Sinai, where that, all of the teachings of the Mishnah were taught to Moshe at Mount Sinai. Those were the oral transmissions that were explaining all of the written Torah. Now we had all of these notebooks, and Rabbi Yehuda Anasi organized them, Judah the Prince, organized them into the order of the Mishnah. That's why it's called an order. He took a bunch of, I don't want to call it chaos, God forbid. It's God's teachings of the elaboration of the written Torah. But Rabbi Yehuda Anasi collected them all, organized them into six different orders of the Mishnah. So, Let's set a time in our week where we all can practice something special with order. I did this once with a class many years ago. One of the temples that I was teaching at, I said, how can we all together, you know, you have people here from all over the world logged in online and people listening to this podcast. We all have one thing in common. We all have Shabbos that kicks in. 18 minutes before sunset on Friday, no matter where we are. So if we were to all light Shabbos candles this Friday night, just this Friday night, we're going to do it all in order for each of us. And we schedule, we're going to light candles. That way, all of us united doing one thing of order. You know how incredible that'll be? You'll be in your home. 
You'll be in your home, right? I'll be in my home. Everyone will be in their home. And we're all lighting the candles for Shabbos at the same time. An idea of order. What's interesting is that I believe if that if we have, and I'll tell you even more, Friday is a day of chaos. Even in the most organized homes, Friday, there's so much cooking and so much cleaning and preparation and organizing. But as soon as that clock strikes 18 minutes prior to sunset, peace and harmony take over. That's the order. It's not, it's not a, a, an adjustable time. Boom. Peace and serenity take over. That's order. Everything stops. I call it the candle lighting challenge. So whoever wants to join me, you're welcome to. And what is required for it is not only to, to show up 18 minutes before sunset on Friday. We need to prepare for it. It means we have to go find those candles. We have to prepare them. Because if we start thinking about it 18 minutes before, then we're not at 18 minutes. We're going to be at 15 minutes or 10 minutes. So that means once we start thinking about it, we start preparing for it. It could be tonight right after class. We start, we prepare the candles. I try to prepare the candles. I mentioned this previously. I tried to prepare the candles Saturday night after Havdalah. After Havdalah, I already prepare for the next Shabbos. Get myself, I'm, I'm, I'm excited ready for the next shops. We always need to plan in advance. And always, my rabbi told me, he not only plans in advance, but he plans in advance for exceptions. I asked him once, I said, can I speak to you? I, I need a few minutes. He said, I actually put in my schedule an extra 50 minutes if someone like you is going to ask me they need more time. Right? That's That's... He, he's thinking for, for, it means he didn't put something on his schedule for another 15 minutes because he anticipated that someone's going to need that 15 minutes. And if not, he has other things to do. And I want to share with you, there, was, there are stories that I've heard so many of them, of people who concluded an enormous study of Torah from time that was out of order, or out of the ordinary. I'll give you an example. My brother-in-law, may he live and be well, I found out that he made a seum, a celebration of conclusion, on the entire Torah, prophets, and writings, with the commentary. You know when he did that? He did that on a bus ride that he takes every morning from his house in Beitar, to Jerusalem, to the Mir Yeshiva. He gets on the bus, and he has a study partner in that bus. And they both decided, we're sitting here every day, let's put together an, an organized structure to this ride. If we're doing it every day, might as well benefit out of it. Finished the entire Tanakh with commentaries from that little 10-15 minute bus ride with a friend. I mentioned last week in one of the classes, my rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Berkowitz, May he live and be well. Wrote an entire book on the laws of the Chafetz Chaim, on how to speak proper speech. 
I asked him, I said, when did you have time to write this? He says on a bus ride from Eshatora, the old city, to his house. It was an eight-minute bus ride. He wrote one page every bus ride. And that's the book. There are great sages who have accomplished unbelievable things with the extra time that was out of order. You're waiting online at a bank. There are good things to do. You see people wherever you go. I was at the uh, at the tire place, and people were just sitting there and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I asked the guy. I said, "Do you mind me?" I said, "How long is this going to take?" He said, "It'll take about only about ninety minutes. Only ninety minutes." I was home three minutes later with an Uber and got work done. Finished the two projects. I come back. My car is waiting. And I, and I drive off. And the people are still scrolling. Our time is not worth money. Our time is life. We need to organize our life. We need to utilize our life. Every minute is precious. We have to remember that order indicates will. A person who's got a willpower, who's, got, who's motivated has no choice but to organize their life. Now, the order of the world attests of the will of the Creator. You know what precision you need. I'll just, an, an amazing thing. Everyone here, I believe, is looking at a screen, right? You're all looking at screens. Do you know what precision and order is required for your screen to operate and for you to be able to see what's going on right now? The programming that needs to be perfect. The algorithms that need to be perfect. You're talking about millions and millions of lines of code. So that when I pick up this finger right here and put it back down, that it shows on everyone's screens. It needs to be perfect. It needs to be order. It can't be chaos. One wrong letter will break the code. We spoke about this in a different regard last week. You open up your car. You open up your hood. You see there's order. It may look like chaos if you don't know what's going on. But there's order there. This is connected to that, and that's connected to this. And everything, you can't just start cutting away at different pipes and expect it to work. I'll just connect this there and connect this here, and everything will be fine. No. Everything needs order. Your cell phone has an order to it now. Again, I think that we have a problem in our generation of hyper-extension of our cell phone usage. Uh, we're overusing the, this great, very powerful tool. But we, again, order is the key to all muscle work. It's very unfortunate if we spend time in our lives surfing through important events of life without will, without order, without excitement or energy. We're just surfing through. It's not good. You can lose your holiness if you don't prioritize, if you don't have order. We can lose our, our, our holiness. So I think as a summary, let's just 
yes, we need to organize our desk and we need to organize our bills and we need to organize our car and our books and, and our shelves and our houses and our kitchen. and everything. Yeah, we need to do that as well. But that needs to come as a secondary reaction. After we realize that we need to organize our lives, that we have 24 hours a day and evaluate, okay, of the 24 hours, how much of it needs to go to sleep so I can function? How much of it needs to go to learning and educating myself? How much needs to be serving uh, serving the Almighty? How many needs to be for taking care of my family and my uh, and my and my most important priorities of my relationship with my wife and my children? How much time needs to be spending quality time with myself? We start realizing one second. I, th- there's a lot of things I need to get done in my day that I'm not putting it as a priority in my life, and that's the key. To order. Order means prioritizing the things that are more important over the things that are less important. And the way the nature of the world has it is that the things that are less important are much more attractive. Right? We have these advertisements and we have these promotions, right? To just try to buy us. Uh, buy our attention and to buy us into the, these these products. We have to be careful about that. We have to calculate what we need to prioritize and what we can push, push off. All right. So we also see one, one other quick thing is that we see that holiness descends upon the world only through order. Right, we see by the Kedusha what is the Kedusha called? The Kedusha of order. The Kedusha of order. So, my blessing to us all. I mean, I have a few, a little a little addendum of just some of the things, simple house uh, order tasks. I found this a few years ago. I have to take one per week, you know, getting rid of old magazines and newspapers, organizing that, you know, things that we, cleaning up our inbox. That's going to take more than a week for some of us. Uh, clean out your fridge thoroughly. You know, there are things that can get you can start little project by project, getting different areas of your life. But also finding a way to prioritize. You know, maybe there are three people I can call and I can check in on them. Maybe I can set certain schedules. Uh, have a goal for the coming month. So Hashem should bless us all. We should all have tremendous success. Learning, growing, connecting as best as possible in the most constructive, most effective way with order in all areas of our life. Amen. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcasts.com.